Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Say Tuning into the Tell It Like It Is radio program. Coming to you live tonight on this, uh, what what is the date today? March 5th, 2023. And we are from the studios of KDIX AM radio in Dickinson, North Dakota. We are also being picked up on podcast, or we are getting picked up by KDIX.net and Holy Ghost Radio. You can be listening to me in several different ways, and and eventually you can even hear me on a podcast, and hopefully uh, people do. I, I think people listen to me. It's kind of fun when I'm, I was gone last week. My wife and I went on a little trip with some friends of ours, a pastor from our Jamestown church, uh, Mike and Paula Woods, and we went on a cruise, a seven-day cruise. We had a great time. What a relaxing time with some really lifelong friends of ours. Just had a great, great time with them. And uh, one of the things, that one of the little side things I do with this program is I use it just as a kind of a subtle way to witness to people, like talking to people on a cruise ship. They don't even hardly know my name. I don't know their name. 
or just you know struck up a conversation and then to say hey if you're ever interested you can just look up pastor bob simons on podcasts and you can find me anywhere you listen to your podcast well that's neat and i just you know i don't know exactly how brother duran did that at holy ghost radio but i know he did it and uh, appreciate that and and i do we have people that we've met on a cruise ship that listen to us occasionally and so every once in a while reach out to me that's neat maybe i could make that my ministry my cruise ship ministry <laughs> certainly not a fasting ministry i'll tell you that uh, my wife and i shop those and we enjoy going don't really feel guilty about going um we're both 64 and i don't draw an income as a pastor i have made my living as a carpenter and as a business owner and and so um i just you know um, we're 64 a lot of our friends said we want to travel a little bit when we're older well then they get older and they get sick and they can't travel so my wife and i decided in the winter time when our, my business is slow we're going to take a few trips and this winter we did we got to go on two cruises and we went on a trip to israel but we are done traveling as far as i know for now this winter we'll have to wait till next winter but anyway i'm not maybe that sounds like i'm defending myself maybe maybe i am i don't know but <clears throat> i'm just saying that we don't you're not going to call and make me feel guilty for going you're never on a vacation from being an apostolic you're never on a vacation from being a disciple of jesus and we should always be lights wherever we go pastor mike woods he he struck struck up a good conversation with a baptist former baptist pastor and um who knows if that guy's not listening tonight to the he, he sure took it notes on how to find me so maybe he's going to listen to the tell it like it is radio show if you are listening tonight and you met me on a cruise ship text me at 701-290-7862 if you didn't meet me on a cruise ship you can text me at 701-290-7862 so that's the two different ways <laughs> same number anyway you guys I, I gotta i gotta tell you all that we've got let's see we've got tim listening in north carolina good to have him that's a faithful listener texts often we've got Lori listening in the big city of south Hart. we've got the willis family listening tonight I, I love all these people sister brett's is listening up in kildare uh let's see brother um brother griffith texted me actually he, he wins the award i think for the earliest text unless brother woods is listening if you are listening tonight text me 701 701- Two nine zero seven eight six two. You can also text me to to help me with the program, the topic. If you're going to text scriptures to me, make sure to write the scripture out on your text, so I don't have to look it up. Sister Yvonne's listening tonight, and Sister Marin down in Bowman. Did you guys get any snow down there? We we're kind of snowed in up here. We, you know, we've had this big base of snow that we've had kind of all winter, and then they said five to ten inches. I bet we got. I bet we got six or seven inches already, and uh, maybe some more coming tonight. So we'll probably get that ten inches. And um, you're kind of—it's kind of some of the streets are <coughs> pretty clogged up. <coughs> so hopefully, I don't spend the night <coughs> at the radio station here. <coughs> Excuse me. Tonight, uh, my topic, and and here again, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, five hundred one Elks Drive. We had our friendship Sunday. This Sunday we had a, a nice meal after church and, and visitors there. That we we have visitors many of our services, but that's one service that we really want to have visitors come uh, because we have a meal after church. We get a chance to meet them and visit with them. Uh, we had a brother uh, Gervais Villarreal, uh, an evangelist, spoke at our church today. Did a wonderful job. So we had just a lot of uh, good things happen today. I'm kind of riding high on the day. I. You know, nothing bad happened, nothing, no problems that I had to deal with as a pastor. So I'm, you know, not to say they won't, but I do have a God that can answer problems. And I want to talk about that tonight. I want to talk about three, maybe I'll say four sure ways to get your prayers answered. Four sure ways to get your prayers answers, answered. And um, I just want to, before I start, I, I want to talk about talk about that as i was listening to the news here at the in the radio in the in the studio here you know they were talking about prince harry and he might not go to king charles inauguration or installation or whatever it is 
kind of has hurt feelings, wrote a book called Spare, which really irritates me. But anyway, some people think it would be wonderful to be born into royalty. Like, uh, what would it be like to be a prince, you know, in England? What would it be like to be related to the Walton family that owns Walmart or maybe one of Elon Musk's children or Bill Gates's children? Um, you know what? You know, people think, you know, that must be really the life to be, you know, related to a billionaire or a child of a billionaire. But I want to say this, that... Um, I'm rich beyond any of that because I'm tied in to the God of the universe that has all power, that can create things by just speaking them. And I have hope because of that. How to get your prayers answered. You know, having power with God, the God of the universe, the one God, the creator, of the universe, and and to even be called his sons and daughters. One of my favorite scriptures, or at least the last five years, is in Jeremiah 32, 19, or 17. It says, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Imagine being related to him. Imagine how small the billions that and the power and the prestige of of the King of England is compared to that. That's kind of the way I want to start the program tonight. Imagine having a re- relationship with God where you can get your prayers answered. There's three, but possibly four things I want to talk about tonight. Uh, So important that when we read the Bible, we don't just take one scripture and build our whole belief system on that. Now, Some of you out there think I do that with Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, where Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And people say, well, that's the only scripture he knows. And it's because I say that scripture and I and I quote that scripture every, just about every Sunday night on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. But I want you to know that in that one scripture, in a nutshell, it tells us how to be made right with God. We repent of our sins. We're baptized. That means to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ, fulfilling the command of Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, where Jesus said we need to be baptized baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of of the Holy Ghost. The apostles baptized in the name of Jesus. They understood that Father, Son, and Holy Ghost were not names. Uh, You're going to have a hard time finding a church that baptizes in the name of Jesus. They're following some old teachings that aren't correct. And then we still believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, that you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. So that's Acts chapter 2 and 38. But as I said before I got into that little discourse, that we don't want to build our whole belief on prayer based on one scripture. For instance, the first thing I'd like to talk about tonight, how to get your prayer answered, is praying in faith. But that isn't all there is to it. It's kind of like a house. A house, you need nails to build a house. But you don't build a house out of nails. That's just one of the components of a house. And so, same with prayer. Faith in God is one of the key elements to getting your... Is anybody with me out there? Are you... I mean, do you want to get your prayers answered? Do you want to have a position with God where your prayers can be answered? And you can have assurance that your prayers are answered. Because I'm telling you, that's, that is the thing that really thrills me. Sometimes, you know, it might even be on a cruise ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean somewhere, and I'll find a place to get alone and pray with God, and I get overwhelmed thinking about the God of the universe actually listening 
to me and seeing me and taking note of me and paying attention to what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to trade that for some 10 minutes and sin somewhere. I don't want to trade that for being bitter or holding bitterness in my heart. I don't want to trade it for that. So let me let me get started. I'm getting sidetracked. Number one, getting your prayers answered. Faith. Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Why? For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. <clears throat> Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. I'm not speaking about forgiveness tonight, but you won't get your prayers answered if you're holding things against others. You just won't. Better let it go, because this power, this riches, these riches that I'm talking about tonight that make you richer than an heir of Sam Walton, they'll make you richer than uh, being an heir of, of you know, King... Uh, Prince King Charles, I guess he'll be. The power of prayer. Faith. I believe this. I believe that Jesus, what he said, if you pray and don't doubt in your heart that whatever you pray for, God will do it. He said, what, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, there are people that say they believe that, but I don't think they really do believe that. There are whole religious institutions <laughs> that say they believe that, but I don't know for sure if they believe that. Maybe there are people within those institutions that believe it. There are whole Christian religions, Christian denominations that don't believe in the miraculous. For some reason, they think God stopped doing miracles when the apostles died. But these words of Jesus are to us. If you look at a mountain and you tell it to go from where it's at into the sea, and Jesus said, if you don't doubt in your heart, he said, it'll come to pass. Wow. Is anybody interested in that kind of power out there? Is anybody interested in that? Now, I'm going to be talking about three different things, how to get your prayer answered. But they're all equally important. There's no right or wrong order here. But it's not just faith. Jesus admonishes us to have faith and do not doubt, to pray, to believe, you'll receive it. This verse suggests that if you have faith, anything you ask for will happen. And I believe that. <laughs> I just about had a Holy Ghost fit there. <laughs> um, this is another realm. We speak into a realm that we cannot see with our eyes, or can't hear with our ears. We are speaking into a realm, a spiritual realm, that is just as real as this realm, but you don't experience it with your senses. Now, it can be experienced with senses at times. Number one, you want to get your prayer answered, you have faith. How do you have faith? You keep praying. I wouldn't pray unless I had faith. If you're not praying, it's because you don't have faith. <clears throat> There's three reasons why people don't pray. Number one, they don't believe it works. Number two, they don't care. Or number three, they're lazy. That's the only reason you don't pray. If I, as my this walk with God I've been on for forty-four years, <clears throat> there have been times in my life that I haven't prayed as I ought to. It's one of those three things. That's it. I mean, there's. I wish I could sugarcoat it, candy coat it. I can't. <clears throat> Either don't believe it works, you don't care, or you're lazy. 
<clears throat> and I don't like the sound of any of those things. Prayer is faith. Prayer is faith in action. When you pray, that, that is exercising faith. It's not a feeling that you have. It's not an inflection of the voice. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You know, it's not like that. That's not faith. Faith, when Elijah stepped back from that altar and prayed, God, you just show him who's God here. He didn't. He didn't yell. He didn't make a big deal. He just prayed. He had faith. God answered. Number one, faith. Number two, I'll keep coming back to these and repeating it. But faith is not enough to get your prayer answered. It's a key element. You're not going to get your prayers answered without it. But it's not enough. There are three, and I'm going to maybe get to number four tonight before I, I don't know if I'll get to it or not, but number number two, you've got to pray according to the will of God. You've got to have faith, but he won't answer it, and he won't answer the prayers of the faithless, but when you pray, you can pray for the wrong things. One of my sons, when he was little, he might have been, oh, I'm not sure how old he is, maybe was probably five. We lived in a mobile home court south side of Bismarck. Little neighbor friend across the street, His he had a funny name. His name was Obi. That's why I remember the name. His name was Obi. Obi uh, and my son got into some kind of tussle, and, and my son came home, and he was pretty upset. He walked in the door. I happened to be home. He said, I hate Obi. I said, well, you can't say that you hate Obi. You, you, that's not right. You know, we, we're, we're Pentecostals. We can't hate people. He said, well, I hate Obi, he told me. He was really mad. I said, well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> we're going to kneel down right here by the chair, and we're going to pray for Obi. And so I had my, you know, five-year-old son kneel down. I knelt down, and I looked at him, and I said, now you pray. And my son prayed like this. Jesus, cut Obi's head off. <laughs> I said, no, that's not. Oh, Jesus, kill Obi. Cut his head off. I'm like, no, that's not. That's not. Uh, that's not praying according to God's will. He's not going to answer that prayer. James 4.3 said, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. You see, we we have to pray according to his will. First John five, fourteen and fifteen. I want to I want to stay here for a little while. People are texting me. I'll I'll get to those in a minute. <coughs> John said, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Okay, wonderful. If we ask anything according to his will, all of a sudden we have God's attention. Notice verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. When we pray according to God's will, he's going to, and have faith, these are two of the elements of getting our prayers answered. You know, um, you know. Certainly, we must have faith, but it's not faith alone that moves God. But according to His will, combined with faith. Now, how can we know the will of God? How can we know we're praying according to the will of God? Well, there are some general things. First of all, you better find out a little bit about God to find out what He wants. Like, for instance, the Bible said God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So he's talking about us, humans. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. In the book of Ezekiel, in two places, the Bible says, Does, do, do I have any death or any pleasure in the death of the wicked? God says, he said, no, but that the wicked turn from their wicked ways. <coughs> so I know... <clears throat> 
if somebody's away from God or if somebody's what we you, we took, use the word backslidden, they've walked away from God or somebody that doesn't know God has not experienced the plan of salvation according to Acts 2.38, John chapter 3. And I pray, God, show them. God, save them. God, bring them back. I am praying the will of God. Now, I had a good question at the jail today. And somebody said, what about free will? And that, that kind of puts the monkey wrench into some of what I'm talking about in some ways because God has limited himself. And he has limit. Now, there's no limits to God unless he puts them on there. And one of the things he's limited himself in is the concept of free will. If you don't want God, he's not going to make you have him. So if you've got a lost loved one, let's say you've got a son or a daughter that's walked away from God, and you pray with faith, and you pray according to God's will, which is for them to come back, there is an element in there where if they don't want to come back, they may die lost. But God is able, through prayer, to put a great amount of pressure on that person to the point where they might have only one option left, and that's to turn back to God. It's still their free will. That's why it's important, you parents, when your adult children get into trouble, you know, let's say they end up in jail. Uh, there, there may be times to bail them out, <coughs> you know. You know, maybe they need to get to work or whatever. But don't get in the way of what God's doing in the backslider's life. The Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. That's because God loves them. That's why sin is bad. That's why sin is sad, because God doesn't want us to stay there. And so everything to do with sin starts out fun, but it ends up rotten. That's good. That's good when you hit bottom, when you've been running from God. That's good when you lose everything, when you've been running from God. There's a friend of mine that goes to the church in Mandan. His name's Ryan. I was just listening to a little part of his story before I came into the studio. By the time he was 30 years old, he was a millionaire, or 28 years old. He was a millionaire. Made all kinds of money. Financial um, advisor, uh, just all kinds of money. Got involved with drugs, lost his family, lost everything, four felonies. He's living for God now. So the general will of God, for instance, when we pray and we have faith and we have lost children or people we're trying to reach, it shouldn't be just our families we're praying for, (coughs) or when we pray that people stay living for God, that's God's will. Don't have to ask him, oh God, if it's your will, would, would you help my neighbors to to know you, you know, don't leave that first part out. It is God's will. It's God's will for your, your neighbors to know him. But there are things in life, how do we know if they're the will of God or not? You know, there are, there are complicated situations. What do we pray when we don't know for sure? Now, like I say, I, I, I pray for restoration of marriages. I pray for... Um, you know, there are things that I'm pretty convinced in the Bible that are true, but there are other things I don't know. I I really don't. So what does Pastor Bob do then? Like, if you have faith, but you're not, and and you have to pray according to God's will, what if you're not sure what God's will is in a situation? I think that's a good question. Well, Romans 8, verses 26 through 28 tells us what to do in that situation. It says this, Romans 8.26, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit maketh itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. 
Notice that according to the will of God. And then verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called are the called according to his purpose. What does Pastor Bob do when he prays for situations that I don't know what to pray for? I pray until I pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is praying in a language that you don't know. That's what it is. That's what Romans 8, 26 is talking about. And if, if that verse was just a standalone verse, I couldn't say this, but it's not. There are other verses that talk uh, specifically about speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. Uh, I don't have time to do a, a radio show on this right now, but this is not the gift of tongues found in 1 Corinthians. It's it's praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, something that all Holy Ghost-filled believers should do regularly. Because we, if you have not been alive long enough to face situations that you don't know what to pray for, I promise you will. And we pray in the Spirit. Now, this might weird out some of my tell-it-like-it-is listeners, but that's praying in another language that you don't know. That's what Ephesians 6 and 18 is talking about. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We don't know what to pray for at times. What seems right to us can be totally wrong. So I pray until I break through and I pray in the Spirit. Here's what I do. I, If I'm burdened for a situation or for some people, I pray and I think about them. And while I'm thinking about them, I, I'm praying in a language that is not English. It's a language I don't know. Paul said it could be an, a language of angels. It could be a language that's known on this earth. It, it could be a language that's still active in this earth, like like you could be praying in in uh, you know in in uh, Swiss or, or German, and never have learned German. Or it can be a language that's extinct, or it could be a language that's never been on this earth. Paul said it could be the language of man, tongues of men or angels. So how to get your prayers answered? Well, number one, faith in God, praying the will of God. And when you don't know what the will of God is, you need to pray, first of all, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the initial evidence of that, Acts chapter 2, verse 4, they all begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. All of them. All 120 of them. That was not the gift of tongues they received there. That was the initial evidence, their prayer language, if I can say it that way, that God gave them. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. Some people think praying in tongues or speaking in tongues on the day of Pentecost was just so that Peter could, so people there would recognize the languages that were represented there. Well, that did happen, but that's not true. I can prove it, 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. For he that speaketh, Paul said, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, generally. You know, no, no man under, like you'll be, if you're praying in tongues, there's a good chance that nobody in the room will know what you're saying, including yourself. It said, but howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. He's, he's not speaking to men. He's speaking in a different dimension. How does that sound? Does that sound like some kind of science fiction thing? Well, it's not. You are speaking in the language that God understands. And he is using his spirit within you to pray your mouth, pray in his will, and that's how we... This is my theory, okay? I'm just going to tell you this is my theory, but I believe it's what gives God the power to mess with the free will of other people because we're the ones praying. We're the ones interceding. And I believe just like man can mess with free will, 
Like right now, if if um, if the police came here and said, "Hey, we've got a warrant for your arrest, Pastor Bob. Uh, we we got these charges," and I'll say, "Well, they're not true, and I'm not going." And they're like, "Oh, yes, you are." <laughs> See, they they can force their will on me. See, God won't force His will on you, but He uses our prayers. That's what I believe. 1 Corinthians 14 and 14. Paul said, If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. But my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Pray, in my case in English, pray in tongues for the will of God. I've got, I'm going to play a quick song here just to catch my breath and look at my text. And it looks like I've got a lot of them. Uh, here's a Bill Farron song we'll play. i 
imagine having an end with the God who even the seas and wind obey his word. That's what I'm talking about tonight. You know, there there are many people as they get older face Pastor Bob here, Tell It Like It Is show, coming to you live in Dickinson, North Dakota tonight, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church. There are many people when they get old, they get discouraged, they get depressed, they battle depression. I really think if they understood the power that they can still have, even if they're feeble, the power in prayer. Sister Brett's a precious older lady that comes to our church just texted me and she said just this week, she said uh, she had two two prayers answered uh, just this week. This little old lady, just the sweetest person as you'll ever meet, she has power with God. Isn't it kind of neat how God designed us? At the end of our life, maybe when we can do the least physically and maybe in intellectually and maybe we have the least, what seems like the least impact on the world, that now we have time to do the most important thing that we could possibly do. Prince Charles, all the world of the world leaders, President Biden, um, all the different Zelenskys and prime ministers and all the people in the world don't have as much power as old Sister Brett's when she starts to pray with faith according to God's will. I don't know if that moves you or not, but it moves me. I want it. You know, I'm, I I love it. The um, good hey, people are texting me. Good to have my good friends Mark and Patty listening. We've got. Um, I think I mentioned some of these brother Jones, brother Fuller, my relatives. The Blairs are listening. Um, Sister Beth is listening tonight. So text me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two brother Blair. Texted me James five sixteen. I, I might have got to that, but I'm going to read it anyway. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The third element of prayer that I want to get to before this show's over tonight is not only faith, not only praying according to God's will, but you got to be righteous. You're going to have to mix in a, in a right living, a right relationship with God if you want your prayers answered. God is under no obligation to answer the prayer of the sinner. Ooh, I bet all the religious people didn't like that. John 9, 31, the blind man said, Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. I'm going to tell you this, the only prayer that God... And his word will, says he'll answer of the sinner is, save me. Or, show me your ways, God. Yeah, he'll, he'll pay attention to those prayers. You, 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 you don't know God tonight? You start asking God those kind of questions. Say, God, I don't know you, but I want to know you. Would you show me? Lead me? <clears throat> there was a man in our church today that came to the altar. and He said, I, I'm done. He said, I'm done living the way I've been living. I'm ready, he told me. See, God's interested in that kind of prayer of the sinner. But if you want your prayers answered by God, your prayers for your loved ones, maybe you've got a baby that's sick and dying, and you want God to hear that prayer, you better live right. You say, Pastor Bob, you're really off in a wild tangent tonight. Am I really? I mean, am I really? Proverbs fifteen twenty nine: the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. What do you think about that one? How about this one? Psalm thirty four fifteen: the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears 
are open under their cry. Like Brother Doug texted James 5.16, the effectual fervent prayer of just any old person availeth much. That's not what it says. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Like he was, he was a regular human being, but he was a righteous man. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. <clears throat> you say, well, Pastor Bob, I haven't been a righteous person. So are you telling me God's not going to hear my prayers? That's why you need to repent. It does, it's not hard to get right with God. You know, you can go from from this moment of not being right with God and to being right with God. Because it's a process. He leads you. Yeah, you know, you're driving in your car. Maybe you can't get baptized in Jesus' name right this minute. But you can cry out a prayer of repentance to God. And I'm not talking about a prayer of repentance so that God will answer your prayers. I'm talking about a prayer of repentance because you're sorry to God about the way you've been living. You're sorry because you've been so sorry in your life. Ignoring God, not giving him the rightful position, which is number one, and you've just been doing everything your way. You don't care what he thinks. haven't even looked into it. But tonight you're driving along listening to me on the radio, and you're saying, God, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I am sick of living my own way. Would you show me your ways, God? You'll hear that prayer. I promise you he'll hear that prayer. If I can do anything to help you, I will. This number I've been giving out, 701-290-7862, that's my cell number. You know, I I mean, I'll I'll do what I can to help you. But if you really are serious, God doesn't hear the prayer of the sinner, but what about the sinner that turns around from sin? All of a sudden you've got God's attention. Proverbs 28, 9, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be abomination. Micah 3, 4, When then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. You've got to mix righteousness in with your faith. You've got to mix righteousness in with your your praying according to God's will. There is so much in the Bible that says that, and I am so tired. I love people, but I get tired of religious false teachings. You don't, I mean, are you one of God's regular customers or not? They said during World War II when they used to ration things to save it for the troops, they would ration sugar, they would ration all gasoline, they rationed everything. But many times, if you did business at that store all your life, they'd have a little extra for you because you were one of their regular customers. Well, when you live right and you live honest and you try to find out what pleases God and do that, don't be surprised that you'll have more power in prayer than somebody that doesn't. One of the reasons we need to stay away from pornography and all that trash that's out there is because it could jeopardize, it will jeopardize your relationship with the God of the universe. Here again, if you've messed up, just repent. God, I'm sorry, get up and move forward. I'm not talking about perfect people. I'm talking about people that live a life of repentance. Like the Apostle Paul said, I died daily. <clears throat> he, he fought emotions. He probably had hard feelings. He had temptations. How do you know that? Well, he was human. You know, he wasn't Jesus. But the Apostle Paul had the victory over it. Let me Let me prove this to you, if you don't believe this. You religious people that... Don't believe what I'm telling. You've got to have righteousness mixed in if you're going to get your prayers answered. I don't care how much faith you have. If you're a hypocrite, God's not paying attention. Like I say, the only attention he'll pay to you is when you 
Start asking God to help you, to change. 1 John 3.22. Notice this. I love this. Here again, this is why we've got to rightly divide the word of truth, because it's not just this. It's not just faith. It's not just praying according to his will. It's all of these working together. 1 John 3.22, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing that are pleasing in his sight. You see this this um this is not some bizarre teaching that's found in the book of Ezra tucked away in a genealogy somewhere. It's New Testament. First John three twenty two, let me read it again. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because, okay, we better pay attention to this because, the name of the radio broadcast tonight is How to Get Your Prayers Answered. It says whatever we ask, we're going to get it because we keep his commandments. We do those things which are pleasing in his sight. Get right with God and get your prayers answered. Get right with God. Start believing God. Start praying according to His will. We're not praying for Corvettes. And we're not praying for, to become millionaires here. There's plenty of poor people that are going to heaven. You know, this, this, these, these famous preachers that say that if you're poor, it's a sin. You know, it, it's God's will that everybody's rich. There's a Hebrew word I like to quote. It's just baloney. A baloney. It's 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 not. You know, we've got brothers and sisters that love God in Honduras and El Salvador and third world countries all over the world that love God as much as I do, and they don't have anything. They don't have a motorcycle sitting in their garage. <laughs> it's probably not a sin for me to have one, but I'm just telling you this, that if you're rich in prayer, you're rich. If you, if you live in Honduras and make $5 a day, 5 to $10 a day, which is kind of what the wage is down there, you've got enough money just to buy food for that day. Thankfully, you don't need to heat your home down there. But you're, if you're rich in the power of prayer, you're richer than Elon Musk. And I don't know him. I, I don't know if he's a praying man or not. I, I really, you know, I don't know enough about him to tell you anything, and I'm not going to pass judgment on him here. But I'd rather have, I'd rather be a son of God than a son of Elon Musk. To be able to call the Creator from heaven and say, God, I need you. You say, well, pa- Pastor Bob, I've prayed... I, I meet all those qualifications you talked about tonight, and I'm not getting my prayers answered. Who says you're not? Is, is God on some kind of stopwatch? I mean, do, do you know what's in the mind of God? Do I know what's in the mind of God? You know, the, here again, I, I realize there's free will. I, I know this isn't squeaky clean like I'm perhaps making it sound here today. I know that there are evil there's evil in this world because of free will and people do things that are wrong and they hurt others i i get it uh, here again uh, the program's not on that tonight it's a great discussion um it's it's a wonderful thing to talk about it's one of the reasons people don't believe in god because of the evil in this world but i'm telling you i recognize that there is evil in this world i recognize there's a lot of stuff going wrong I recognize that innocent people die. I, I, I realize this. But I don't feel helpless. I don't feel hopeless. Because I have, you know, I there's there's a couple little boys listening to me tonight. I think they're still listening unless they've, Harry, is, is Harry listening, Harrison listening tonight? Is Henry listening tonight? You boys listening? There's a little boy named Harry that I know. He's just a little guy, not very old at all, and 
He came down with diabetes, like type 1 diabetes. That's a bad thing. His parents are good people. They didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. I don't know why he's got it. I have no idea. But I'll tell you this, and his mom and dad just texted me. They're listening. What gives me hope and what gives them hope is we have a God that hears prayer. Type 1 diabetes is incurable according to the medical field. But it's not incurable to God. Is there anything too hard for God? The answer is no. There's nothing too hard for God. Let's tie in to prayer. I'm not going to get into it tonight, but I talked about three things. The fourth thing is persistency in prayer. I think it has a lot to do with faith anyway. But faith, praying God's will, and living righteously. You know, when I talk about the power of prayer, I can just imagine there are people right now being convicted of the sin that they're secretly doing. And the reason they're convicted is not because necessarily heaven or hell, even though that's something we should worry about. It's not necessarily the second coming. But I think there's people listening to me tonight that want to have power with God. And if you want to have power with God, you're going to have to clean up your life. You're going to have to be right with God. You're going to have to get that bitterness out of your heart. Those hard feelings that you have against others. Maybe it's your parents. Who knows what who it is? Get that cleaned up. Uh, get it cleaned up. You don't have to call them and say, I forgive you, just forgive them. <clears throat> I mean, there are times for that other, but... <clears throat> You know what? I'm out of time. If you want to come visit us this week, here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive, we have church Wednesday night, 7.30, prayer at 7. If you're a praying person, you want to come and pray in a public fashion, we we ask everybody in our church to come a half an hour early and pray. I'm so encouraged when I see people gather for prayer together. Um that's at seven seven thirty is our service. I'm I'm the speaker this Wednesday. I'll be I'm speaking in, on a series of Pentecostal standards, like churches setting standards of holiness, standards of righteousness to live by, guidelines to to live by, so that it's not so obscure or abstract. I want everybody to come this this week. I'm speaking about the standard our church sets against the use of alcohol, and mind-altering drugs. That's a standard we have in our church. If you're a member of our church, if you are in leadership in our church, uh, we ask you not to have anything to do with that business. Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, we have our Sunday school, which is for all ages. We have children, children's, teens, adult Sunday school. I also teach a new uh, a basic Bible class at the 10 to 11, at 11 is our worship service, 501 Elks Drive. Do you need a ride? You can call my phone, 290-7862. You can call the church phone, 264-7862. <clears throat> also, there, there are churches in our area. We have a church in Beach has Sunday mornings and when, Tuesday night services. We have a church in Bowman that has Sunday mornings and Wednesday night services. We can tie you in with them. We have a church in Beulah. We have a church in Williston, Newtown, Bismarck, Mandan, Minot, churches all over this western, southwestern North Dakota area. Love to get you in touch with these people. I hope that I encouraged you tonight. I, I hope that I encouraged you to become a person of prayer. There is nothing... Like I say, sometimes, especially when I get alone with God, just me and God, and sometimes when I'm in a lonely place, like even on this cruise ship, I was in, I was in a, some places where I just found a place to get alone with God, and I would get overwhelmed thinking about the God of the universe. 
paying attention to just Bob Simons, petitioning him for my loved ones, my church family, people that I'm trying to see saved, for the health of some. You know, God, uh, I don't want to trade that. I wouldn't trade that for anything. Lord Jesus, tonight, I pray, God, that I've encouraged somebody to be a person of prayer, whether they're Pentecostal or whether they're not. God, to, to meet the criteria of having faith, of praying according to your will and living righteously. God, I pray, Lord, that they would find this position where they could become sons and daughters with you. We just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Pastor Bob signing off. I guess my son Ben did a good job last week. I'm getting texts saying he did. So God bless, and Lord willing, I'll be with you next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. This is Bill Farron singing my favorite cut on his seat. Maybe evening, morning, or at noon. Not for the foolish virgins, but the wise. Then recompense the world for all their lies. The born-again believers will sing their triumph song. Say la, it might not be too long. The Christians of all ages standing by, waiting for that trumpet in the sky. Then the archangel will blow it loud, and we'll all meet together in the clouds. Even so come Lord Jesus is what we ought to pray Selah, he might just come today We're patiently awaiting his return Through pain and tests and trials for us to learn Christ-like attitude Be holy unto Jesus The bread of life, our food We'll hear the words Thou good and faithful servant Enter in Say now Your rest will now begin Think about it before it gets too late You better say lock Cause when he comes back he won't wait You better count the cost There's one thing you can't buy Won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly Jesus is coming back He's coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be Morning, night or noon is coming back as a thief in the night Before he does, my friend, you better make things right Above the clouds, we'll live on high No more sickness, no more tears, we'll never have to die The mystery of godliness is shown The glory of the Father to been made known. Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity. Selah, well that's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well that's what it means to me. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. You better make things right. We just might leave tonight. You better get rid of your sin.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.